Welcome to EarthWise, Reflections on Earth-Based Spirituality. I'm Anu Dudley with a piece about the bear. We were hiking in Mount Blue State Park over in the western part of the state. It was spring, and the floor of the woods was alive with the green of skunk cabbage and Canada mayflower. Out of the corner of my eye, some movement suddenly caught my attention, and I turned my head just in time to see a black bear, maybe twenty yards away, starting to run away from us down the hill where it disappeared behind a stand of evergreens. This was a thrilling experience for me, partly for the sheer surprise of it, and partly because, although I I have encountered black bears in the woods before, this was the closest I'd ever actually come to one. Bears are shy of people, as most wildlife is, and try to avoid us, if at all possible. But we had unintentionally sneaked up on this one. I remember thinking I was glad that it hadn't been a female with cubs, or we would have been in real trouble. It was also thrilling to see the bear because bears are the oldest venerated sacred animal in the world, and I feel a certain primal reverence for this large mammal. Bear cults have existed from earliest times throughout North America, Europe, Scandinavia, Siberia, and Japan. Even the Neanderthals had shrines venerating bears, burying human and bear skulls together. The earliest evidence of bear veneration is from 50,000 BCE. One spectacular archaeological site is a cave high up in the Swiss Alps that has a crypt dug into the cave floor. This crypt was lined with dressed stone slabs, and inside the crypt were seven well-preserved cave bear skulls. Many more bear skulls were placed around the crypt in niches carved into the cave walls. Since bear cults are from the same time period as the earliest known human burials, archaeologists theorize that rituals of burial and bear veneration were part of a complementary belief system. Bears were associated with the ever-renewing cycle of life, death, and rebirth. But what was it about the great carnivore that made this connection possible? For one thing, bears move like humans. They can walk on their hind legs, And despite their great bulk, they can run swiftly, climb trees with ease, and swim strongly. They also walk plantigrade fashion, that is, with their heels touching the ground, just like we do. They have five distinct digits on their paws. And they even eat the same diet as humans, meat, fish, nuts, and berries. With these similarities, it is not hard to see why myths and folk tales told of humans and bears shape-shifting back and forth from one form to another, of mating with each other and having human-bear children. In many traditions, bear was the mythological ancestor of humans. The ancient Greeks, for example, believed their progenitor was the great bear mother goddess Arctos, and therefore they called themselves the Arcadians. Our ancestors saw Bear as an avatar of the Great Mother, whose energies ruled all aspects of the life cycle. She was the Bear Madonna, 
and numerous little statues and amulets have been discovered of this Madonna figure, depicting a woman's body with a bear's head, suckling a bear cub in her arms. Although bears are not true hibernators, they do sleep for long periods through the winter, hidden away in womb-like dens. Females give birth to one to four cubs during this winter period, and the cubs are born within the earth womb, out of the bear womb. It was believed that the cubs were born without form, and the bear mother licked them into shape. They then emerged from the earth in the spring as though reborn out of the dead of winter. The mother bear was thus a symbol of regeneration, and this association led our ancestors to believe that bear helped renew the world every spring. The bear was so sacred to our ancestors that many goddesses had bear aspects. Artemis, for one, was called the Lady of the Beasts and was often depicted with the head of a bear. At her annual festival, the Braronia, young girls, who were called little bears, dressed in yellow robes and danced an imitation of bear movements. Other European she-bear goddesses were Artio, Andarta, and Atalanta, for whom the Atlantic Ocean was named. The bear was an Indo-European symbol of creation, and out of Vedic star lore came the name of the constellation Orsa Major, the great bear goddess, the source of all the energy of the universe. Both the first and final stars in the great bear constellation point to the North Star, around which the heavens revolve, holding the whole cycle together. Although we may not think we venerate the bear today, we still maintain a primal connection to this creature, cherishing the feelings of comfort, protection, and love that we associate with the ubiquitous teddy bear, for example, and favorite literary figures like Winnie the Pooh and Paddington Bear. We have the Cub Scouts, and many sports teams enlist bear as their mascot, including our own University of Maine black bears. I think I still have some ancient feelings of kinship with bear. And when I feel in need of some earthy support, I often call upon Awasosqua, the Algonquin bear mother, to hold me in her deep embrace. Blessed be. You've been listening to Earthwise. Reflections on Earth-Based Spirituality. I'm Anu Dudley.